0: We're in John's Gospel, and we'll be reading from chapter 14, and if you can have a finger in chapter 16, uh, just for one verse, we'll, we'll cover that. Mentioned at the beginning, it's, it's Trinity Sunday, and I just wanted to, uh, after last week, we, we talked in Pentecost Sunday about uh, encountering the Holy Spirit and making time and space, Another thing that came out of Ron's book. Uh, I had a, a, a card this week from a visitor who was here last week, and they said they'd bought a 15-minute egg timer. And so there's at least two of us who had gone on Amazon and bought 15-minute egg timers, and just to start the day. And sometimes it's a real struggle, and you have to get a bit up a bit earlier to just put that 15-minute egg timer on. But I have found it really helpful um, as I watch the sand just go through and just be sitting at the feet of Jesus and just spending some time. It's so easy just to rush into everything of the day. And um, so it's catching on. John's gospel focuses on the Holy Spirit more than the other gospels. You'll know that if you've read it. John tells us that the promise, the, the promise of God the Father, the promise of Jesus is fulfilled. That promise of the prophets in the Old Testament, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Joel and others, that a new covenant, a new heart, a new spirit A new temple, a new thing has happened all because of Jesus. Jesus taught us that the Holy Spirit was God Himself, as much as the Father, as much as He Himself, the Son. And He taught us that the Holy Spirit is not an intangible power like a kind of bolt of electricity. We sometimes use that because we don't know how else to describe it. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit does a work in us, it was like electricity. Mind you, if you've ever put your finger in a socket, you'll know it's probably slightly different than that. (laughs) Or the force in Star Wars. The Holy Spirit is not like that. And he's not a ghost. Although he's been called a ghost for so long. He is a person. Just like Jesus. And Jesus calls him the paracletos, the one who comes alongside, the helper, the comforter, the advocate. So from uh, John 14, we're going to read from verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And just one verse from chapter 16. Verse 7, Jesus again, speaking of the Holy Spirit, says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Let's just pray together. I'll pray for you, you pray for me. Father God, bless us. Give us ears to hear. May we encounter you this morning through the scriptures, by your spirit, and as we worship. That we may be transformed. That we may be encouraged. That we may be helped. That we may be comforted. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember reading for the first time when I became a Christian, John 16, verse 7, and kind of having a discussion with God about, how can it be better if you go away? I had, as a brand new Christian, a kind of idea that it must have been really wonderful to be there when Jesus walked on this earth. To be there when, when he turned water into wine. To have been there when he fed the 5,000. To have been there when he raised Lazarus from the dead or healed the leper. Or the blind man or the lame man. And I used to have this kind of naive thought that wouldn't it be brilliant if Jesus had actually just stayed. Not ascended back to heaven. After he'd been crucified, resurrected from the dead, why leave? Why not stay? He would be the world's first 2,000-year-old man alive. And, and we could do scientific tests on his skin to prove that his body was eternal. And uh, he, we could fill stadiums. And he could teach from his mansion in Jerusalem. And, and we wouldn't need TBN or Premier Radio because we could just tune in to Jesus. And he could heal thousands. And he could explain to us everything. And he could tell us what to do when we're just at a loss. But Jesus says in John 16 verse 7, It is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. It is for our good that Jesus goes away. It is better that Jesus has ascended back to heaven. He is coming back, but we don't know when. But he has sent his Holy Spirit. And if you think about it, if I had thought about it a bit more, you know, with a bit more care and thought, when Jesus was around, not many people actually had access to him. Really. Not like the access we have now to him, 24-7, 365 days of the year. We can speak to him, we can walk with him, we can know him, we can love him. Remember the huge crowds that surrounded Jesus. Often he would leave the crowds to be alone with those who had followed him, his disciples and those who were helping him. And sometimes he would leave those and he would focus on the twelve. And then sometimes he would leave the other nine and just focus on the three. And then he would leave them and just be alone with his Father in heaven. And being around Jesus as he walked on this earth wasn't that easy for his disciples. Often you read in the Gospels how bewildered they were. They didn't quite get it. And as he was arrested, even his closest friends either betrayed him, denied him, deserted him. And in the midst of his preaching and teaching, he says to his disciples and those who would have heard, it's better that I go away. And we can hear the disciples, if they didn't even shout it out at that point, saying, no, don't leave us. But it's for your good, it really is. And he promised still to be with us. He said that, didn't he? He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you to the very end of the age. How can you be with us if you're not here? But he is here by his Holy Spirit. He promised to send his own spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be our helper, our advocate, our comforter. It's interesting when you read the Gospels that Jesus says, I will send him to you. And then in other places he says, the Father will send him to you. Notice that. It's both Jesus and the Father send the Holy Spirit. Because they are in one another. I suppose a special word that sometimes we pass over in this passage that we read was when Jesus says another. We translate it as another. It means like me, of me, the same as me, the same kind as me. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. And so when we say, I wish Jesus was with us, he is with us by his Holy Spirit. He is the helper. That wonderful promise in in Psalm 46, a very present help. He is our very present help. The Spirit will come to give God's new community, God's people, the strength, the power to be His witnesses. He promised that. The Holy Spirit was going to come upon the church, that early church, to give them power to be His witnesses to the ends of the earth. To give them that courage and that boldness. The fantastic news for anyone here who's not yet a believer in Jesus is that the Holy Spirit has unleashed in this world the church to be a witness to Jesus. Jesus. The greatest rescue mission the world has ever seen. And we are here to tell you the good news. That God loves you. Jesus died for you. You are loved by Almighty God. He doesn't come to condemn but to save. Jesus even says that this amazing thing, they will do even greater things. Even greater things than Jesus has done. the Holy Spirit will be at work convincing, convicting, teaching, revealing. And we can call on that strength every day. Would you be my helper today, Holy Spirit? Would you give me the strength I need today, the energy I need today? I'm struggling today. Would you walk with me, our ever-present help in times of trouble? He has described... As uh, the comforter. The different words that are, are, are used to describe the Holy Spirit. So there is the helper. The, there is the comforter. I don't know what comes to mind when you think comfort. It's not that cozy armchair that you sink into. And have a nap in the afternoon maybe. On a Sunday. Or the comforter that we give to a baby. But Jesus says he, the comforter is the one who comes alongside. He comes alongside you and I. We may may not even be aware of his presence, but he is alongside us. He is with us. He is the one who brings comfort, courage, console, hope, light, love. We have either all been in that situation or seen someone in the situation where they have been in distress Or whether they're bereaved or after a tragedy when someone just comes alongside them. Doesn't have to say anything but just comes alongside and hugs or stands with them. Stands with you. And you know the comfort and the strength that that brings because someone is alongside you in that moment. When everything else has kind of fallen apart. And that comfort gives us the strength for the next moment, the very next moment. And the one after that, and the one after that. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is alongside you right now. He has never left you. If you're a believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit has never left you. And it's not dependent on the amount of your faith. He is with you because he loves you. Not dependent on your performance. He is alongside you. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's also our advocate. The one who stands up for us. The one who is our defender. Who defends us against our enemies. And wh- however you see that in, in your context you know, as people who believe in Jesus, we have an enemy who, who does pursue us, but we have a defender, an advocate, someone who stands with us. As I was um, preparing this, I just remembered something from, from my childhood. I just started secondary school. It, it may not be a, a great illustration, but it just came to me. It was a rough school, and, and I, was, I was not a brave person. And for some reason, unknown to me, these lads started picking on me from the first day of my time at secondary school. They would just follow me around the play, kick my heels so I would trip over. And uh, I didn't know him really well, but this guy called Clinton Morrison, who was in my junior school for the last year, he came and stood up to them. He wasn't the Biggest, beefiest guy. And he said, you don't touch my friend ever again. And you know what? The look of horror on these guys' faces. Why was that? He had six brothers. (laughs) Who were over six foot tall. Who were built like sheds. And four of them were still in the school. And those guys never touched me again. Throughout my time in secondary school. Why do I share that with you? I share that with you because someone stood up for me. Someone was my defender. And Jesus says the Holy Spirit is our defender. Our advocate. He is the one who stands up for you. He is your defender. I know the context of this. Um, word advocate is taken from the law courts. I understand that. That we have an advocate there. He takes our case for us. He is our defense against all those who would accuse us. All those who would come against us. We do have an enemy. Where is the enemy at work in our lives? To identify that is really a revealing thing. And then we can counter it. We have a helper. We have a comforter. We have an advocate, says Jesus. And I will send him to you. To be with you. To be in you. So in that remarkable way, and it may seem remarkable, what Jesus said, and it's always true because he says it, we are in a better place as the followers of Jesus on earth now. Because he left us. Because he has sent his Holy Spirit to be with us, to be in us. Look at the transformation from the early disciples. Yes, they were able to do remarkable things when they walked with Jesus. But they also struggled as well. Sometimes they were perplexed when Jesus said, What are you going to do about feeding these 5,000? And they go, I have no idea. Or that time when they were trying to cast out a demon and they just couldn't and uh, Jesus comes and speaks and deals with it. Yet the transformation when Jesus sends his Holy Spirit at Pentecost and you can read that through the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Peter and John at the temple, they meet that cripple who had been there years probably and they must have walked by him. So many times, because that's what they did. They went to the temple to pray. But this day, filled with the Holy Spirit, they stop and they see him. And they say, we haven't got silver or gold. But in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And he walked. The Holy Spirit bringing transformation. Transformation. And in the context of, of this passage, as we read, we, we hear the amazing promises that Jesus makes about prayer that sometimes we kind of struggle to understand. And, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that my Father may be glorified. Anything? Anything? I think the key thing is in my name, isn't it? In my name. It doesn't mean, of course, anything we ask for and just put his name on the end, we get. That's not what Jesus is saying. I'd love a new car in the name of Jesus. I don't actually want a new car. But you know what I mean. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. Praying in the name of Jesus, asking in his name means that we have got to know him. When someone reveals their name, you you know something about, you know more about them. And so as we get to know who Jesus is, as we walk in discipleship, we find ourselves drawn into his life, in his love, and his plans, and his purposes. And we begin to pray, not as we would want to pray, and for the things we want to see, but praying that his kingdom will come, that his will would be done, that we want to see Jesus glorified. There's There's a change that comes. Because we begin praying in his name for his glory, for his purposes, for his plans. Not that say that we can't ask for things. Of course we can. Absolutely. But that's not what it means when he says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. It's about his kingdom coming. And these wonderful verses that we read between verse 19 and 21 present a wonderful circle of promises that are ours because Jesus has promised us the Holy Spirit, you will see me. You will see me. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. How can we see We see him with the eyes of faith, don't we? It's hidden to those who have no belief at all because they can't see Jesus. They can't hear Jesus. We have been given new eyes by faith. He says, because I will live, you also will live. He's given us a new life. We are ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. We have a new life. Yes, the enemy wants to rob us. Of course he wants to rob us. He wants to put us down. He wants to do all those things. But we have this. By faith, we see the invisible. We hear the inaudible. We believe the impossible. Recently, I've seen an advert, and it's funny how God speaks to me in adverts. There's this advert that that starts with silence, and there's a singer singing. And the singer is jumping all over the place and, and being quite manic. And you think that's a bit crazy, until they put the soundtrack on. Because when they play the soundtrack, you understand why she's moving in the way she's moving. You understand what she's saying. You hear everything. You see it and you hear it with new eyes and new ears. (laughs) I don't know who said it, but there's a quote that says, Those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. We hear the music. We hear the music of the gospel over us. We are loved. Jesus has died for our sins. We are forgiven in him. Every sin, every fault washed away. We are new creations in God. This is who we are. Don't let the enemy tell you who you are. You are a child of God. You are loved. You have an eternal destiny sealed in Jesus Christ. Nothing can rob you of that. We live by faith, not by sight, but we see with eyes of faith. And we hear with ears of faith. And we hear the music. And you know what? Some people just catch a glimpse of the music. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving service for Hazel beginning of the week. It was fabulous. And straight after the service, I hadn't really got down from... the the platform but two people came up to me and the first thing they said to me is we're atheists that's the, the, hello (laughs) but what you were speaking about today is just amazing amazing and it had a momentary profound effect, now I don't know what's going to happen from that but they heard something. They heard the music maybe for the first time. Or maybe they heard it long ago and they've just heard another bit of it again. You know, when you sample a track on iTunes just to see if it's alright. And you get just ten seconds. Oh yeah, that's good. I'll buy the whole one. I heard it just a, just a moment. And we see that all over the place. Your Witness to Jesus. You may not know it, but people are hearing something, seeing something. A glimpse of the kingdom of God breaking in. And we pray that they'll hear the soundtrack. They'll see why we are who we are. And then Jesus shares one of the deepest theological profound truths of all that Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. Now, I probably know that you know all about the Trinity and can explain it to everyone. You know, I'm still kind of learning on that kind of stuff. But Jesus says that he and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. Different persons, but are one. And they are in each other. And we who believe in him, who have dared to believe in Jesus, we're in them as well. We are part of that family. We've been adopted into that family of the Godhead. We are joined by that unbreakable bond of his love. We are invited to the very heart of God. We believe in Trinity because that's our experience of God. We believe in Trinity because that's what Jesus says. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are invited. And unlike the days of the Old Testament before Jesus actually came, before he died on the cross for us, before he ascended we can all know we can all know the holy spirit we can all be filled with the holy spirit and he will always be with us every minute every moment strengthening encouraging empowering helping comforting advocating but doesn't mean we don't go through dark times doesn't mean we don't suffer like anyone else does we walk the same earth we breathe the same air but he is with us. And often it's only when we look back over time. The moment, sometimes is too difficult, but when we look back, we can see God at work. He has always been with us. So let's come together and worship. I'm going to invite Zach and the band to lead us, where we can just have time. Maybe this is your 15 minutes with God this morning. And you just want to be still and quiet before Him. Or maybe you want to stand and just maybe open your arms and hands and say, I want to receive more of you this morning. Maybe this morning you need someone to stand with you. Just stand alongside you, pray for you. We've got a team of prayers available during this time. If you'd like to come out, receive prayer, please do come either here or we've got the coffee area. So if it's a bit exposed here, we could move into the coffee area just during this time. And we pray that we might hear and see and encounter God afresh this morning. I invite you to stand if you'd like to. Anytime, if you want to be seated, that's fine. But let's just stand together and pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us. Thank you, Father, that you love us. Thank you for your promise that you would send your Holy Spirit the helper, the comforter, the advocate to be with us, to be in us. And if you're here this morning and you've never believed in Jesus, never taken that step of faith, it's really easy. You could just invite Jesus to be your Lord today, your Savior, and know him because he comes to invite him into your life. Say that you need him this morning. And his promise is that when you do, the Holy Spirit comes to be with you. And whatever need we have this morning, or whether we just want to praise and worship this morning, we just want to lift Jesus high. Let's just spend this time with God. What a privilege to worship. If you need to be quiet, that's fine. If you need to sit, that's fine. But we want to worship together. So come, Holy Spirit fill this place, fill our lives, fill this time, we love you we want more of you thank you Lord, thanks
1: just be still for a bit sun wrath be there's no place sun wrath be there's no place I'd There's no place I'd rather be There's No place I'd rather be There's No place I'd rather be You your love hearing in your love, here in your love There's No place I'd rather be There's No place I'd rather be There's No place I'd rather be You no your love hearing your love it's no place I would rather be it's no place I would rather be it's no place I would rather be hearing your love hearing your love it's no place I would rather be There's no place I would rather be it's no place I would rather be sharing no your, no no your love that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. There's no place, so oh, there's no place I'm at. Here in your love, here in your love. Set a fire, Lord no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I would rather be. No and here in your love, here in your love, there's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather, rather be. And here in your love, here in your love, there's no place I would rather. be no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. Here in your love, here in your love. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. Here in your love, here in your love. I set a fire down in my soul that it can't contain, that it can't control.
0: Just as... uh, Oh, I don't know why I'm holding Just uh, Pete's just shared a a verse that he feels the Lord's impressed on him. I'm going to read the context and then just highlight the verse. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Choose this day. Choose this day whom you will serve. And uh, Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's just pray into that. Maybe there is a choice that you need to make, even this morning. Which way are you are going to go? And and maybe there is a decision to be made, but choose this day to go with the Lord who loves you, died for you, sets you free. If that's you this morning, and I don't know how you need to respond to that, maybe just quietly, maybe come out for prayer, maybe. The other word that came to me was about Courage the holy spirit gives courage we saw that in the early disciples he gave courage and boldness and sometimes we just need a bit more courage a bit more boldness and maybe it's to do with witnessing maybe you're on the team with the weekend and you think oh no why don't you just come let someone just pray fresh courage fresh boldness over you if there's need of healing we'd love to pray for healing Let's continue to worship as we sing our songs. Again, feel free to respond in every way you choose that is appropriate for you.
1: Spirit, reach out, break our walls down. Heaven, come down, Spirit, break out, break our walls down, Spirit, break out. come down spirit break out break on boards Your name, sing louder. Let this place seem us with praise. Can you hear it? the sound of heaven touching you The sound of heaven touching you Let break out. Break your walls Down, spirit break out. Heaven comes down. down. King Jesus, King Jesus, King Jesus. You're the name we're lifting high. Your glory. Shaking up the earth and skies, your revival We want to see your kingdom here We want to see your kingdom here King Jesus, King Jesus. King Jesus you're the name we're lifting high glory Shaking up the earth and skies, revival We want to see your kingdom here, we want to see your kingdom here. Spirit, break out, let you rose down, Spirit, break out. walls down Spirit break now I'm falling on my knees Offering all of me Jesus, your all His heart is living Sing that again, sing that again, sing that again He's all we're living for
0: Lord, we want to lift not only our praise from our lips, but lift our hearts to you this morning. And offer you our lives afresh to live and serve you in this world. We bring you our homes, our workplaces, our relationships, with family and friends and colleagues and neighbors. And we pray, Lord, that wherever we are, that filled with your Holy Spirit, you would use us. Because our heart's desire is to see those that we love come to know you those that we know hear your voice, see what you've done for them. So we ask for a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit upon each one of us. And help us to listen out for your voice. There are many other voices that clamor for our attention. We want to hear yours. So would you send us out of this place this morning, just renewed in spirit, lifting up your name. And so we're going to close our time together just lifting up our God in praise. How great is our God? How great is our God. There is no one like him. No one else that we would rather worship, rather spend our lives with. And the best is still to come. Let's exalt him together in this place.
1: How great! How great is our God? Sing with me, how great, how great is our God. God. no we'll see how great. how great. How great is our God? God. You're the name above all.